Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 10. Hi, this is William D. Parker. I'd like to welcome you to Principal Matters Podcast, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week my goal is to share leadership strategies with you, insights from other leaders, practical tips so that you can have the tools to achieve your goals in school leadership. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've listened to the other nine episodes before this, we've talked a lot about the motivation involved in school leadership. And last week, we kind of switched gears to some of the more nuts and bolts. And so if you missed the previous episode, then or episodes, then look back on iTunes or on my website at williamdparker.com, and you can catch up on the ones that you've missed uh, before this. Today, I want to talk specifically about dealing with difficult people. One of the most important jobs that a school leader has is learning to navigate through the paths of difficulty, and it's a sad reality, but we as school leaders will never stop encountering people. In fact, We as humans will never stop encountering people who are difficult or challenging. Um, I'll never forget one incident that I had in my school um, years ago where there was a confrontation in our office area and a mother who was there and who was upset was pointing her finger in my face and yelling so loudly that she was spitting. It was unpleasant to say the least But it's not uncommon for a school leader to walk out of a classroom setting or an observation or a really inspiring conversation with one person to step right into a cauldron of conflict just a few minutes later. If you're like me, you dream about school leadership being something where you're inspiring or encouraging other people to reach goals. But in reality, our leadership um, can do that, but it also involves every single day managing complicated emotions and complicated people. And over the years, I've begun to learn some practical skills in dealing with people who are upset or angry or sometimes just plain mean. Now, I don't always do this correctly, and believe me, um, it takes practice. But I do believe that you can learn to maximize the potential of finding solutions when there's conflicts. Um I do have to say that uh, occasionally uh, my uh, West Tennessee country boy comes out at me and I'm not always as kind or um, calm in my responses. But when we're facing challenging people on a daily basis, um, it's important that we remember some basic tools that we can use to consistently manage those situations as well as possible. So let's, let's begin. Number one. Um, if you're going to learn to manage difficult people, the first thing is to make sure that you're not the difficult person. Now, most of us don't like to admit it, but often our own attitude and our own demeanor and our own level of patience can really affect the way that we interact with someone in a difficult moment. When someone comes in to see you in the middle of a highly emotional situation, uh, whether they're distressed about their own situation or someone else's, they are already usually anticipating some resistance. So the first thing that you should convey to someone is an open, welcoming, listening attitude. Instead of immediately going on the offensive or defensive, 
Try to let them know that you're pleased to see them and that you want to help. Also, try to gauge your own temperament. In in the school setting, it's not uncommon to immediately go from one high-stress situation to another. So try to remind yourself that the person you're encountering has not seen your whole day. They're just seeing the very moment that you're in right now. And likewise, you have to remember you haven't seen their whole day either. So keep in mind um, that you need not be the difficult one. Um, it, when you keep that in mind, you're more likely to listen and to decrease some of that heightened emotion that's involved in the situation. So number one is make sure you're not being the difficult one. Number two, uh, seek to understand before being understood. Um, that's a great quote from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Successful People, because we can't um, assume that the best communication is happening when we're talking. Uh, even now, as I'm speaking on this podcast, um, I'm not learning nearly as much as when I'm just simply listening to someone else in a conversation. So when someone comes to you with a difficult problem, or maybe they're even coming with a confrontation, there's no no way you're going to find a solution until you first have tried to understand what they're saying. One practical tip that I've learned in conveying an attitude of listening is simply taking notes. Uh, making sure you have something in front of you where you can write down to the other party that you're taking their concerns seriously. Uh, Many times when people feel confident that their problem is being taken seriously, you can turn uh, a difficult moment into a a bridge-building opportunity. Sometimes understanding requires coaching. I've worked with a great leader in the past who would often say, help me see the video in my head of what you're trying to say. In other words, Give me another picture of of what you're saying. Rehearse this for me again. Sometimes just coaching someone through the situation so that you can clearly understand what they're saying helps you completely understand or better understand. So number two, seek first to understand before being understood yourself. And number three, be firm but friendly. There are going to be times when difficult people um, completely misunderstand the facts And bluntness is not always off the table, but don't be afraid to speak the truth as long as you're doing it with kindness. When you do, you're going to gain the respect of that person much more than just making noncommittal statements or excuses. A good example of this is a fellow administrator that I worked with who had one day yelled at a student at school. And that afternoon, the boy's mother came to the school and confronted uh, my administrator friend and asked her, Uh, did you yell at my son? And she simply told her the truth. She said, yes, I did yell at your son. I found him in the hallway trying to sneak into the gym after I had confronted him just earlier for being out of class without permission. And I yelled at him like I would my own child for wasting his time and wasting the time of his teacher in our school. And the mother's countenance softened and she looked at her and said, can you help me understand how to deal with him because he never does what I tell him to do either? Now, obviously, I'm not advocating that yelling at a student is appropriate, but what I'm saying is that when you do have someone confront you about a difficult situation, just tell the truth and then figure out how you can use that moment to try to build a bridge with them. So be firm but friendly. Number four, change your posture or use humor when it's appropriate. You will be amazed how disarming it can be to an angry person when you smile uh, or shake their hand or simply remain relaxed. 
Sometimes sitting at your desk is the best place to be when you're having a meeting that's confrontational. But sometimes I will sit closer to a person or bring them to a table so that we're sitting in a setting that's a little less um, confrontational. Um, when you close your fists or cross your arms, you're conveying anxiety or frustration. So I consciously maintain an open posture with relaxed hands with uh, or my um, I put my hands on my desk with open palms. Um, I take notes and keep good eye contact when, when listening. All of these are mannerisms that you can use to convey that you are that you're allies with this person, not enemies. Even when you're explaining or conveying an emotion that's hard for someone to hear, it is so much easier for them to accept it when your body language conveys that you are relaxed and you're not attacking them. I also find that strong words are more effectively delivered when you say them with a calm voice. Um, now, you won't always do this well, but try to purposely practice these postures so that you create the best setting for a good conversation, a productive one. And also, when it's appropriate, find something in the situation that you can laugh about, if that's possible. And, of course, with students, that's not tough. Uh, they provide us lots of good content for humor. Um, finally, number five, sometimes you have to agree to disagree. Um, you are going to have conversations with people where you simply cannot reach an agreement. And it's okay because the goal isn't about who's winning or who's losing in these conversations. If someone has a reason for still disagreeing or being unsatisfied, you can tell them uh, the steps that they can take to bring their concerns to someone other than you. It's okay because if you're confident that the decisions that you're making are good ones, then hopefully the people they talk to after you will uh, be of like mind. But even if it's a matter that's uh, going nowhere after you, sometimes it just helps to say, you know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. You're, when you do that, you're not ending the conversation by saying, I'm right and you're wrong. You may not even be changing your decision, but you're demonstrating the desire for mutual respect with them, even in the middle of a disagreement. Because you have to remember that in the business of school, you're most likely going to encounter this person again later, whether it's in the community or at a ball game or at a store or even in church. You want to be able to look them in the eye and know that you still treated them with the dignity that you would want to be treated with in a disagreement. I want to add one other comment. Um, I know that's five, but let me throw an extra one in. This is a bonus. Um, sometimes you need to be willing to bring other people to the table. This is especially important if a conflict involves more than one person. If a parent is coming in with a concern about a teacher, you never need to be discussing that concern without also having involved that teacher at some point. It's almost impossible to resolve a conflict with the student without the student there. So learning how to resolve conflicts often means bringing others to the table who are being discussed so that they're a part of that solution. So let me wrap it up. At the end of the day, none of us likes confrontation None of us likes difficult moments, and most people are prone to fight or to flight. But there is another option, and when you check your motives, when you seek to understand, when you remain firm and friendly, when you maintain open postures, when you sometimes agree to disagree, when you are willing to bring others to the table, you can go a long way in turning difficult conversations into more positive ones. Now it's your turn. Can you think of a time that you have been able to diffuse a tense situation or a difficult person? And what steps did you use? Think about that. Um, what could you add to the already list of 
tips that I've given in this episode. What are some great resources that you would recommend for someone? If you have additional ideas that you'd like to add to this conversation, then head on over to my website at williamdparker.com. You can look for a previous blog post that I made on this that's simply titled Dealing with Difficult People. If you search for that, you'll find that previous post. And please leave comments if you have additional ideas on how you would deal with difficult people. I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen today. It's so thrilling to be able to share ideas with school leaders, and I'd like to invite you to come over to my site if you haven't subscribed for my weekly newsletters and subscribe there to receive a free ebook called Eight Hats for School Leaders, which is just a quick read for school leaders on the, the main responsibilities that we carry when we walk into the school every single day. If you haven't had a chance to rate this show on iTunes, then please do so that more people are aware and they can share with their school friends. And I want to thank you guys for the work that you do in making your schools better places, because what you do really matters. Thanks, and I hope you have a great day. Looking forward to seeing you, talking to you again soon. <laughs>